It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. We'd like to welcome you back into the Three Man Rush podcast. We're going to preview some of Saturday's games. We're pumped to have you guys listening back on here. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter if you're not doing so at Three Man Rush FB. Shout us out. Tell us, tell us, uh, tell your friends about us. You know, do all that good jazz. Um, we appreciate you guys more than you know. We love you uh, as listeners. We're going to get into a fumbling gift basket real quick. Um, but do you guys have anything to say? Nah. Uh, I haven't eaten dinner yet, so let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Uh, I've got a fumble here, and it's a fumble that I've made, unfortunately. Uh, huh. It's uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm checking my Robinhood account. I haven't checked my Robinhood account in a while. Turns out I sold over $280 worth of Dogecoin uh, about two years ago. Let me just tell you, that would be a lot of money right now. Dogecoin is going up. It's going up rapidly, and I feel like an absolute fraud for selling. Uh, should have kept Dogecoin. I have 20 bucks of it now. Um, I think that was about $5 at one point. So I've made a lot of money on it uh, regardless um, or a, a great return on it, but I could have had a way, way bigger return. Yeah, diamond strong hands, man. We got to be better than that. Yeah, that's on me. That's that's um, just simply my downfall. Well, I guess uh, I, mean, I didn't really have a fumble get past the plan, so I'm going to go off and – Say a, a fumble for anybody that ta- that counted Team Ligma Sec out of the race in the fantasy in the fantasy races. Started at zero and three. I mean, I counted I counted them out. I thought I was gonna go winless, but started at zero and three. I'm now four and three. Just made a blockbuster trade. I just uh I just acquired Cooper Cup and Mark Andrews in the same trade. So ends up uh, looking up. Who let you do that? Wait, in my in my in our fantasy league, Drew. Oh yeah. Who did you trade with? Was that Tom? Yeah, I traded Tom, Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, and Kyle Pitts, and I got Cooper Cup, Mark Andrews, and David Montgomery. Hey, I think Etienne's going to be incredible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think he's going to be really good. That's why it was kind of tough giving him up, but, you know, if I'm getting Cooper Cup and Mark Andrews, I can't really complain. So Yeah, Mark Andrews didn't play much last week. Fumbled to, peep, fumbled to the, the gay boys fantasy league, the people that counted me out. I'm back and better than ever. The defending champ's me. back. You beat me last week. I'm, I was pretty shocked. Uh my fumble this week is also kind of a gift basket for a, a different team or the same uh, program, not program, same school. Uh, Miami, I mentioned this last pod, uh, this last Saturday, they had eight turnovers in their football game, which is, you know, a lot. Last time, and that was against Duke. And last time their basketball team, Miami's basketball team played Duke, they had six turnovers, which was on March 11th. So uh, pretty awesome gift basket there for the basketball team. A little tip of the cap, only six turnovers against Duke is pretty impressive, especially with Paula Mancaro and all them. Uh, and then football team, you're an absolute disaster if you turn the ball over eight times to the Duke Blue Devils. 
Yeah, that honestly is more impressive. Uh, like that stat is is more impressive than Duke's win. Yeah, six turnovers of basketball games, like kind of crazy. Yeah, well, I meant just eight is ridiculous for football games. Oh, yeah. oh they had nine. They had eight. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Well, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions. We're we're a little bit past the halfway point of the season. And we've got some some teams that have obviously surprised us, whether that's good, whether that's bad. Um, I want to ask you guys, who's your most surprised, most surprising quarterback so far that you've seen, um, whether it's successful or, you know, been been a bad season for him? Um, I, I'll go with Drake May. I didn't expect him to be this good, and he's playing really, really well this year. Yeah, he's good. Putting he's up big fun. numbers, led North Carolina to a six and one record. Nobody, nobody expected North Carolina to be good this good this year. So, yeah, I guess I'd have to go Drake May. It's a good pick. Uh, North Carolina's six and one. Might be the most disrespected team in the country. Their loss yeah. to Notre Dame was a bad loss. If they could have won that game, they'd be seven and zero. At least I feel like they'd still be underrated at that point. Uh, my my quarterback that I've been really shocked with, of course, it's the low hanging fruit of Pendant Hooker. Uh, he was really good at Virginia Tech, but it's or yeah, it was Virginia Tech, wasn't it? Yeah, Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he was good at Virginia Tech that last year he was there, but still to take Tennessee to the promised land and beat Alabama, it's always, you know, a little surprising, especially if you're in Knoxville when you beat Alabama. So, Hennon Hooker is my surprise quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I remember him being very good at certain times, but him to be this most this consistent, even in their loss against Oregon, I didn't feel like he played particularly bad. Um, but he's been very surprising. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it was so surprising that he was going to be good, but this consistent um, and being this, this good of a, a leader for that team has been somewhat surprising to me because you guys realize that, I mean, UCLA was looking for a new quarterback. There was a reason that Dylan Gabriel had committed to UCLA before he went to o Oklahoma um, was that UCLA was trying to move on, I think. Um, and so the fact that he's kind of taken over and been that guy um, has been impressive. I think we would be, you know, kind of just shunning somebody if we didn't say that Max Duggan would be on there as well um, for most surprising quarterback. Um, but we'll move on to the next question, which is who is the most surprising team so far to you guys? Uh, again, we're, we're a little bit past halfway, but what team has surprised you the most this season? Oh, uh, I'll do what Calvin did and I'll take the low hanging fruit and it's got to be Kansas. I mean, yeah. No, no, nobody expected them to be five and no to start the season, but Hey, I'm still not getting an ass tech because they're not going to win for the rest of the season. Yeah, they're they're looking like they might lose the rest of their games, which could not be fun. But I don't want I don't want to I don't want to throw that idea out there. I want them to just surprise somebody and get to six and six. That's fine. Let's make sure it's not Oklahoma State though. Um, no, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> um, uh, my surprise team. I, I was going to say Tennessee, but since I already said Hooker, I'll let somebody else take Tennessee if they want it. I'll say Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse has been fun. They're actually like a pretty solid team. You know, they went two and oh three and they're like, oh, like, you know, not playing anybody. Then they've they've won a couple of games. So it shocked me a little bit. So Syracuse is my surprise team of the season so far. Good answer. I'm gonna go with another team that's orange and navy, and that's the Illinois fighting Illini. The most surprising team to me this far is them because I didn't expect them to be anywhere close to this good. Um, I know Brett Bielema is a good coach. I, I knew that. I think we all knew that he uh, had that the potential to be um, – to make this team uh, at least, uh, you know, not irrelevant. But for them to be this good out on defense is pretty shocking. I know they haven't played very many offenses. But um, just to have a team that's Illinois with a ranking next to them and one loss this far in the season is impressive. So that's my most surprising team. And with that, I want to ask you guys something. So I'm going to go through this, this schedule that uh, – uh, Iowa State has basically from this season 
How many games of Iowa State schedule would you predict Illinois to have lost? Yeah. Um, so Southeastern Missouri, no, right? Zemo, no. shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> okay, uh, a game at Iowa and um, at home against Ohio. Now, Illinois did beat o- Iowa, but that was um, at home for them. This was on a road game for Iowa State. Mm, they would beat them anywhere they played. Yeah, I, I think those are two wins. So they start off 3-0, and and then they get Baylor at home, and then they go on the road to Kansas. Do they win one of those games or both of those games? I think they would – I think they would have a – they would put up a fighting chance against Baylor. I think they would beat Kansas. Um, I, think, I think they go one and one in those two. Yeah, I think I yeah. think they're four and one through six. Okay, weeks. four and one. And then the last two weeks, um, at home against Kansas State and at Texas, do they win one either of those games? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, see, I think if they won either if one of them, it'd be Texas. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's, it's a game Texas will lose. They lost back. They lost back to back years to Cal. Wouldn't shock me to see them lose to Illinois. Yeah, I just the thing is that I don't think I don't think they'd win either of those games. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you one too. I don't think so either. The um, that's what I, got, I wanted to go through that because I was looking at scoring margins in Iowa, uh, in Illinois had similar scoring margins to Iowa State in Iowa. So I just wanted to compare because I think Iowa State's not a bad team this year, but they've just fallen into the trap that Nebraska fell into last year, where they lose every close game. I guess other than the Iowa one, um, and it's kind of hard to you know measure teams that way um between conferences yeah i i the big 10 west is a joke so any team in the big 12 would have a fighter's chance at the big 10 west maybe other than west virginia yeah i just think the the big 10 west man you're gonna see illinois at this point like i think it's kind of a, a given it's gonna be illinois versus either michigan or ohio state and it's gonna be michigan or ohio state by 40 right well, um, I've got one other question for you before we get into some of these games. Is uh, in, in week nine, we've got an Arizona State-Colorado matchup, and we've got a Northwestern-Iowa matchup. Which one of those games would you rather have to watch? Uh, say, say the second one again. Northwestern and Iowa and Arizona State and Colorado. I'd rather watch Arizona State-Colorado. Arizona State-Colorado simply for the jerseys, to be quite honest with you. I think I'd rather watch Arizona State Colorado because there might be some mountains on either stadium. Yeah, that's always nice. Unfortunately, right now, I would watch. I think I would watch a 12U girls soccer game before I watched Iowa Northwestern. That can't be true, man. <laughs> 12, 12U girls soccer, you got a good chance of seeing a nice little fight breakout, though. That's when girls first learn how to be a little competitive. They, they get a little crazy out there. Somebody snaps somebody else's goal. There, there's a chance. There's a chance there be there might be more scoring in that game as well. <laughs> that's actually a good point. You get a, you get a goalie that's a little bit timid out there. You might see a nine to four. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, Northwestern Iowa, man, that's going to be a tough one to watch. But I do think that the Arizona State Colorado game, one of those teams, like those are two teams that have at least a good area um, for talent. Say with Northwestern, I guess, is that there's a lot of recruits in that area, but for them to be this bad is kind of sad. But Arizona, we'll St- Arizona State will blow out Colorado. Yeah. Oh, they'll beat them by 30. No, I, I, I would I would agree with that. There's only 13 and a half. Come on. 13 and a half? Yeah. He might yeah. go ahead and slot that in for my, for my parlay pick. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Okay, I do want to go through some of the, the rankings, though, with you guys before we get the, get going into the, these games. 
the new rankings came out. We haven't discussed them yet. It's pretty much uh, a AP and poll and the coaches poll are pretty much the exact same. Uh, was there anything that stuck out to you guys? I know South Carolina's ranked this week. Um, I did think it was a little bit weird that there was uh, Kentucky is ranked as high as they are at five and two, but North Carolina's at six and one at 21. I don't know. Maybe that's an issue. Did you guys find any, anything that you thought was weird? I'd have to take another look at them. Calvin, you go while look at Okay. It. Yeah. Uh, anything that's like crazy, not necessarily. I think just about everything I agree with, maybe a two loss Utah being above some of these other teams that are a one loss team. I don't know. Other than that, I, I mean, the, the, some of these one-loss teams just lost, I understand. But still, put it, 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 there's nothing that I can, like, argue about. South Carolina being ranked is interesting, but, I mean, they, they barely got any ranking. So, I don't know. What do you, Jake, did you see anything that you – Well, I got, I've got a couple things. I think it's – I think if you're if, – if we're doing these rankings based on resume, that's, that's what we ha- – I mean, I think that's what we should be doing. Now, I can tell you that's not what we're doing. Um because TCU, to me, I, I don't – I mean, if you watch TCU, you wouldn't say that they're the best team in the country. You wouldn't say that they're one of the top three or four. I, I wouldn't think so. Um, but there's a lot of teams you would probably say that in select games that you wouldn't say they're a top three or four team in the country. Their resume, though, if we're just looking at wins and losses, they have the best resume besides Tennessee. Like, it's not close. And for them to be behind a one-loss team is incredibly disrespectful to me. I don't understand how you can say that Alabama has just as good a resume as TCU. You just can't. I mean, first of all, second of all, we've seen what, what Alabama does on the field this year out on the road against the Big 12 team. That's kind of middle of the pack. So I think it's a little bit ridiculous for us to have TCU at seven and Alabama at six. It's respect that Alabama's gained over the years. Yes, but also we're not supposed to rank teams, you know, based on what they've done in the past. We're doing it on this single singular year because if that's how it was, TCU wouldn't be ranked from what they did last year. Yeah, you make a good point uh, real quick, Drew. The I'm looking at the AP polls and where everybody ranked, like what everybody's ranking was. Not a single person had TCU in their top five. Not one. That's a joke. They have yeah. like – but and, and if, if we're going to compare I, – I, I would we asked this question on the last pod, but if, if we're talking Clemson and TCU, those are the two teams that have the most ranked wins over, over teams currently ranked. And those are the two teams that are largely the most disrespected of the undefeated teams. So it's, it's kind of this balance between have you played anybody or have you won by a lot? And, like, yes, I do understand that Georgia's played Oregon and Ohio State has been largely dominant in all their games, but they haven't really – I mean, Ohio State has not played anyone, anyone. And we'll get into it later, but they have a tough game against Penn State this week, but that's the first time that they've played anybody with a pulse. I guess my biggest surprise um, – that's mean – I, I can I can respect them being there, but I, I would have thought that UCLA would have felt fallen further than they did. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And the, the thing is, another that's another thing about UCLA is do they do they have the the ability to 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 beat you know they're gonna have to beat USC and then probably Oregon again. And from what I've seen, I don't I don't think they have the ability to do that to run the table. Well, um, but they're a good team. Yeah, Ole Miss, Ole Miss falling farther than UCLA doesn't make much sense to me because LSU is also a ranked team. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just think that LSU has two losses, whereas UCLA has one. Yeah, and LSU wasn't ranked when they played them last week either. So, yeah, I think I think LSU is one of the more dangerous teams in the country now. Um, you're going to find them playing at, at home against Bama might be a decent game at nighttime. And I'll be honest with you. LSU wins that first game against Florida State. We talked about this last pod. Uh, OSU's fighting for a spot with them in the top ten, and that's a fact. Like, oh, exactly. 
it, it's kind of wild. But. They'd be right where Wake Forest or, or USC is, or probably weird right where Ole Miss is, actually. Yeah, they'd be right in that 10 to 12 area. Also, I'll tell you something. Other than OU, my favorite team in the country is Wake Forest. I love them. I'm fighting for them. The Demon Deacons, man, I love them. They were a couple downs away from being, I mean, probably where TCU is ranking wise. They'd probably be, you know, seven. They'd be seven and zero, but they'd probably be at number seven. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they could have easily beaten Clemson, and I think that's the best team Clemson's played so far. And Wake Forest, Wake Forest has a chance to to really like solidify their resume too as the season goes on. They got. Uh, NC State on the road, North Carolina at home, and then Syracuse at home before playing Duke to finish off the season. The, the only thing that the only thing that sucks about it is that um, if Wake Forest wants any hope at the playoff, they need Clemson to lose two more games so they can have a chance at the ACC championship. Yeah. Wait, so that's that's Wake Forest? Yeah. You're right. So Clemson would have to lose twice, right? Yeah. Yep. My goodness, that was a huge game. I don't think I'd be realized at the time how big of a game that would end up being just for both teams. And Clemson – Clemson's not. I'm not losing twice. I'm going to post it. Uh, well, they they might lose twice, but there's no chance they lose in the ACC twice. Yeah, because they they play play South Carolina Carolina and Notre Dame. Dude, Notre Dame is not good. I'm just saying they play two out of conference games of their last four. Yeah, so they'd have to lose to Virginia and I think Georgia Tech maybe. No, they already played Georgia Tech. Would you, uh, if Clemson were to lose twice, though, would you give ACC a bid? if they're not a conference championship champion, but they've looked good. Like their only loss was against Clemson and it was a really close loss. If it's Wake Forest. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you that their resume would be willing of that. I'm just going to be completely honest. They're not going to get in their name. I know their name is Wake Forest. If you gave me a playoff of Wake Forest, TCU, Tennessee. Tennessee, Yeah. Um, And Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Well, okay. I want to talk about Michigan before we move on from the rankings. I know this is going to hit home for you, Drew, because you're as an OU fan. How many? Okay, so OU went to the playoffs. How many times? There was a couple times that they weren't embarrassed, but there was a couple times where they were absolutely pantsed, right? Um, Yeah, for for the four times. But there was two out of two of those times. One of them was extremely close. The other one, they were leading at halftime. So you can't say they were embarrassed. Um, The Alabama. I wouldn't even say say we got embarrassed by Alabama. I mean, the first quarter was horrible, but we ended up up losing forty-five, thirty-one. Yeah, the score was respectable, but that game was probably never close. Yeah, we but, when we couldn't and like we it, it depended on us getting a stop on Alabama's offense. That just wasn't going to happen, right? Um, but I want to go over this because the, the amount of respect that and I'm just going to go ahead and say it: the, the amount of respect that Michigan has gained so far from going to the playoff one time and getting absolutely pantsed. It, it's incredible how much respect they've gained from actually getting their ass kicked. Um, the same thing that Oklahoma did, uh, they did, Oklahoma did it four times in about 50%. If you really want to stretch it, you go 50% of the time they got pants. There was really only one time that it was absolutely horrible. And that was by maybe the best team we've seen in college football in our, in our lifetimes. Um, but, but this whole energy with, with Michigan, where it's like, we respect Michigan, Michigan's a great program when they have played no one, um, in the non-conference, like if this, this, if this was Oklahoma, you would be hearing the exact same things you heard last year when OU was undefeated at 8-0, 9-0, and constantly ranked at 10, 11, 12. It's completely disrespectful to them, I think, to continue to act like Michigan is this great, heralded, amazing program of the last 10 years when they only went to the playoff one time and they got absolutely pantsed in it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will say, though, I think OU only deserved to be in the playoff 
two of the years that we made it, 2015 and 2017. All the years we just kind of slipped in. 2019, I don't think we were we were supposed to be there, clearly. Is that the one with Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that, I, but that's kind of not what I'm – that's kind of not the point I'm making. I just think it's we're, – we're giving Michigan this utmost respect. When last year they were in the position to, to, to play and contend for a national championship, and they got absolutely killed. Like if, if that were to be – if OU would have done what Michigan did last year, we would have made fun of them. We would have said this is the exact same thing we've seen from them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just think it's a little bit ridiculous that we're just giving them all this respect for doing exactly the thing that we've disrespected OU for the last 15, 10 years, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't get it because, I mean, Michigan has also also hasn't played anybody worthwhile this year. Penn so, State. But, Penn State's all right. They, they, they started out with the high ranking, though, so. Right. Which, I mean, I guess rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so, yeah. yes. And, and, and it – since I want to be the bearer of bad news, not bearer of bad news, but I want to push back just a little bit. I, I agree with you 100%, Jake, but the only thing is, is is that defense they played last year might have been one of the best defenses we see in college football. Agreed. For a very long time as well. So, I, I mean, their offense couldn't do anything. So, it, it, that's just it, – it's just how it is. They finally got to the top, and so I, they're, they're giving them one extra year to prove it. Kind of the same with Cincinnati the last year where they, they did get to prove it. And, right. Um, I mean, so they, they – and like you said, they haven't played anybody in the non-conference, so there's nowhere for them to move down, so – yeah, I guess that's the one thing for Michigan State, and they don't, or or Michigan, not Michigan State. Geez, uh, I mean they've got a couple games at the end of the year to prove it again, but we'll see. So, no, yeah. and I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from their team from last year. The team from last year is very, very good, and their team this year is good. I just think this whole thing where we have to respect them just because they're undefeated and they made the playoff last year. If that was the same case, then why weren't we? Why weren't we having that same energy with OU the years prior? It's because the media likes to say that the Big Ten is far, that much more superior than the Big 12, which in, the, which in case it's not true. It's just not true. Stupid. And I, that, and I get that, that Michigan and Ohio State are bigger brands than, you know, Oklahoma State and TCU because those are the two te- top teams in the, in the Big 12 right now. I get that. And they probably are both better teams than Oklahoma State and TCU. But top to bottom, you look at the Big 12, it's a much better conference. And we're, we're not – that's the other thing our whole conference is injured like because we're having to play four quarters with every team. Whereas we don't get a Rutgers or an Indiana week and we can, we can, uh, you know, we can week out. Texas really screwed everything up because we, we would have enough teams to have two divisions and the two divisions is really screwed, screwed the big 12 because they have to play each other twice. Yeah. And when you have to play each other twice, then you got, I mean, it just really takes away from it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I don't think there's anything else in the rankings that I really looked at and I was like too shocked by, I kind of expected that to be, what it looks like it, it is weird to have Syracuse, Illinois, Kentucky, and North Carolina all at that back or back part of the um, the rankings because those are all to me basketball schools. But um, good to see some basketball school representation this year. We've 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 liked that. It'll be it'll be very interesting. I'm very curious to find out what happens next week with the uh, college football playoff rankings. I, I something stupid is going to happen. Oh, and certainly. I don't know what it's going to be. Well, I don't want to go. Let's go ahead and let our listeners know. So next Sunday, we're going to have a, a show that's going to be a little bit earlier, and we're going to do you know, kind of a, a reaction to uh, the, the rankings on, on Tuesday instead so that we have um, the rankings, and then you guys can, can watch the ranking show and then listen to our uh, pod right after. Um, but, yeah, so I, I want to get into uh, Jimbo Fisher and a and I don't know if you guys have heard of this, uh, the, the freshmen that were smoking weed before the game. Do you guys have any hot takes on that? And what's looking? What's your outlook for, for the Aggies the rest of the season and maybe even beyond that with Jimbo? My hot take with it is, I mean, 
obviously they know the rule. I mean, if you're gonna smoke weed, at least do it not in the locker room. That's that's the damning part. Why, why would you do it in the locker room? That's freshman yeah. behavior. Don't be an idiot. But like I just, I don't, I don't think weed's that bad. I don't think it should be a punishable offense. But until unless you're doing it in the locker room, like they're just being idiots. Yeah, and I, I think I think coaches know that every, like majority of their team probably does it. But like I said, it just it's a it's a time and place thing. You, you don't do yeah. it there. <laughs> don't do it in the locker room. Literally, just go outside the building and do it. <laughs> just go outside. Else. You think they're not gonna smell it in the locker room? Yeah, that's the other thing. Smell. It had to have been a dab pen or something like that. It has to be. Uh, my my thought process in the whole thing is just that just reminds me so much of like high school basketball. Like uh, it's just that's just such a middle school high school thing to do. Smoke weed before before again at football. Like I feel like smoking weed just doesn't help you. Like before it's just, football, game? it's just like not yeah. Before football game, it doesn't help you, but like like Certain after sports. football game. After the football game, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it helps a lot. Just oh, yeah. Get the pain and everything. Certainly. I'm just saying for that for that specific sport, I feel like I wouldn't want to be the, – the weed wouldn't be exactly what I'd want to like, – I feel unless, like people do smelling salts before games. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's freshman – who was it? Do we do we know names? I, we don't have any names yet. I, I think that there was rumors, but, you know, I don't, I don't want to say yeah. anything. And that's the thing is it could be guys who don't play like, uh, man, we just got to get through this game, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. They, that's the other thing is 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 South Carolina known for having good weed because this is the first away game these freshmen got to go to, and they're like, "Hey, we gotta we gotta smoke." I, I, the NCAA, I'll say this about that: the NCAA is ridiculous about their weed punishments. Because I remember before the LSU game, I think there was four OU players that got caught smoking weed, so they had to miss that game and and the first four games of the season next year. It's kind of outrageous. Yeah, weird. <laughs> It is outrageous, but it also is kind of expected because that's just what right. the NCAA does. So like, I mean, the thing is, like, they know the rules, so, I mean, they can't really be upset about it, but I still, I don't think, I think it's a stupid rule. Yeah, it doesn't seem fair at all. Um, but let's move into some of these games. Uh, uh, do, do you, well, actually, before we do that, um, what's your take on how this Jimbo thing ends? Do you guys think that Jimbo is a coach next season? Do you think how many people go to transfer portal this year? What are we, like, what are we looking at in the future for a and uh, I, I certainly think there's going to be quite a few, quite a few, not quite a few, like maybe two or three other five stars that they got this off season will probably hit the transfer portal. Maybe because they don't get playing time or maybe because things aren't going as expected. But, um, with Jimbo, I mean, he's got a, I mean, he's got to win at least how many games are left? Like five, six or three and four. So they have five more games and one of them is, is against UMass. So, I mean, if he doesn't win, Three of those next five. If he goes like two and two and uh, three in those games, you got, he's got to be on the hot seat. You'd think at least. I have to guess. Uh, what here's my thing on Jimbo Fisher, uh, in reaction to what he said yesterday about you know teams wanting to go to or players wanting to go to losing teams because they have opportunities to play. That's that's so stupid. That is so dumb. I, I'm. When he said that, I was like, that's so ridiculous of you to say. So for him, for I, I think he's trying to get that buyout, to be quite honest with you. I think that buyout is is very uh very oh, it's lucrative. It's lucrative. Yeah. And so the, if he gets out of there, I think AM wants him out of there, especially the boosters, dude. Those guys got those NIL money is there's a lot into it. So if they get somebody in there to make their team win or at least think they can make that team win a little bit better, it'll be best for them. So I I would be shocked. I, I'll say this, I won't be shocked if he's on the sideline next year, but I it wouldn't surprise me if he's not. You, I agree. Uh, I agree with you, Cal. 
did you guys see what um, Lane Kiffin said about DJ Durkin today? Yeah, I want to. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great segue actually because I do want to talk about they, Texas A&M and Ole Miss play this week. Talk about two programs that are using the transfer portal and recruiting completely differently. I mean, you're looking at Ole Miss having everybody kind of transfer in. They had Zach Evans, Jackson Dart. Those are just to name a few. Um, and then you're seeing A&M attack high school recruiting with all the money in the world. Which which of those two routes do you think is the better way to go about it now? Because I kind of think it's the transfer portal. You know what you're getting. Eh, I mean, there's an argument for both because with the transfer portal, like, you, you know what you're getting. But if it's the last year, you only give them one year to try to figure out that system. And if it doesn't work out, then it's just kind of done for them. But, like, recruiting, they got four years with it. But, if I mean, uh, I'd go the transfer portal route. Like, it just depends what type of player it is. Like, if it's, like, a mid-level offensive lineman, I mean, I'd rather just get a recruit. Okay, but, but if say, it's like, let me ask you this, Drew. Say you get an all, okay, first team, he's been two-time first team Sunbelt offensive tackle. So a damn good player yeah. um, that you know will be a good performer. I mean, even players that are bat, that are really good at Vanderbilt are still good players. Um, so say you get that guy, or would you rather have a five-star offensive tackle that you have really no clue about? Like, wh- which one do you go to? Because to me, it seems like I just want the proven guy. Well. How many years are you, are you getting at the proven guy? Let's say two, two, two years. Then I'd probably take the transfer portal guy. Yeah, but I mean, why not both? That's a good point. No, that's a good point. Might as well get both. I think that the good teams are going to try and do get both. You know, you see yeah. Alabama take a good number of transfers and also have a lot of big time recruits. Yeah. What do you uh? What do you think Henry To Oto is thinking? Yeah. Oh boy. I hate when people transfer to teams that are perceived as rivals. So like, I just, you know, screw him for that. But he's, I mean, they played for national championship last year. It's probably not mad. Talk about, talk about another guy that's um, been uh, karma's hit him really hard was uh, Jermaine Burton. Transferred from Georgia to Alabama, lost to Georgia in the national championship then lost to Tennessee and punched a girl in the face when they were resting the field. Well, he was still on Georgia when they beat Alabama in the national championship. Oh, he was. Yeah, that's why it was weird. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that at all. Well, it looks yeah. like Georgia, looks like Georgia dodged the bullet with that one then. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Although I guess if he was at Georgia, they wouldn't have had to have a field storming against Tennessee. Yeah, it's true. All, all I'm saying about DJ Durkin is he would probably kill for a uh, head coaching job. Oh boy, <laughs> he's probably he's probably he's probably hoping Jimbo gets fired. Said, "Oh, come on." Make me that chance. Make me the interim. I don't know if Drew caught the joke. He he didn't. (laughs) DJ (laughs) DJ Turkin uh, at Maryland accidentally. I don't know. He definitely didn't mean to kill a kid, but a guy died on his watch. (laughs) A guy passed away during conditioning. Yeah. Another another coach that did that was Brian Kelly. Yeah. That one was worse. (laughs) Oh, that's yeah. He was. It's not. It's not that windy. Never never forget. (laughs) That is horrifying. Never forget Jim Boheim. Jim Boheim killed somebody in his car. And got a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah, these guys still have jobs, but Kansas is Kansas is firing Mark Mangino for a little bit of a hot turf. Well, let me just tell you, Mike Leach got fired for a completely fabricated story about putting a kid in a shed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's what happened. One of the right. wilder stories, and it was uh, do you guys remember whenever we were growing up? He was uh he uh used to be on ESPN and he would do the Thursday night game. I cannot remember his name, Jesse something. Not Jesse Palmer. Um, he used to play running back at SMU. Jesse Rogers? No, that's a, he's a Cubs guy. Uh, Jesse Winker? No, no, no. Jesse I love Jesse Winker. I want to say Jesse Adams, but that's not right, is it? 
I'm going to tell you something. I don't know much about SMU football other than the death penalty. Yeah, maybe not the death penalty, but guys are killing kids on the field. Maybe it's not Jesse. I can't remember his name. Maybe it is Jesse Palmer. He was on the Prony Express. Uh, He was part of the death penalty? He was. Him and Eric Dickerson were in the same backfield. Oh, gosh. Craig James. Craig James. That was his name. Uh, Jesse. Craig uh, Jesse yeah. James. yeah, Craig Jesse James. I couldn't think of his name, but Craig James's son was apparently the one that was locked in the shed by Mike Leach. Anyways, <laughs> it wasn't real, but uh, it did end up with Mike Leach being terminated. Let's let's talk about Ohio State, Penn State, though. Uh, big noon kickoff. Uh, sucks that it's big noon kickoff because I, I just like it when Penn State, Ohio State, uh, especially at Penn State, is a night game. Seems like we might have wasted the whiteout um, on Minnesota because they just absolutely drubbed them. What do you guys think about this game? Does Penn State have a chance? Do they stand a chance against the Buckeyes? Uh, they might. I mean, and since it's in Happy Valley, I mean, there's always a chance. I just, I'd love to see it happen. I just, I just don't think it's gonna happen. I just, I think Ohio State's just too, like, they have too much firepower. I, I, I wonder if Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to play because he's been out for quite a while. I, I don't know if he's gonna play or not. That that could be a big deal because Penn State we've we've seen it they have the what the DBs they have really good DBs they and do the, so it but, says sounds like he returned against Iowa so he should probably be able to go I mean because I mean Ohio State's got too many guys they gotta worry about they got Marvin Harrison Jr. they got Jackson Smith and Jigba is they he got, back yeah yeah it says back maybe not hundred percent but he's playing they got Mecca Ekbuga. They got Travion Henderson. They just got so many guys on offense. It'll be hard to stop all of them. So yeah, I mean, it's good. if they're gonna if they're gonna beat them, they're gonna have to score a lot of points. Yeah, I um, think I think this is a game of Penn State has to play Drew Aller. Yeah. Uh, whenever I read CJ Stroud's name anywhere, I just think of it in Gus Johnson's voice every time. Oh, CJ Stroud! <laughs> <laughs> what a throw! Yeah, there's no way that uh, this this is isn't a Joel Klatt Gus Johnson game. So uh, it's the most Gus Johnson Joel Klatt game of all time. Good duo. I love Joel Klatt. Yeah, I, I'm kind of starting to hate Joel Klatt a little bit. It's I don't of, care about it. He's starting to become some, a fraud. I don't. I don't care for his tapes. I just like. I just like listening call games. Oh, that's, yeah. No, I agree with that. I'll tell you what, though. Nobody beats Todd Blackledge. That guy's he's he's an animal. Nah, okay. Brad Nestler takes the cake. No, but Brad Nestler is an announcer. I'm talking about the, the color commentator. Yeah, I know, but Brad Nestler's better. Oh, speaking of, did you see, today I saw this TikTok. Apparently, uh, there's a Gus Johnson. I don't know who he is or what he does, but he, like, hit a woman or something, and this, this girl posted on TikTok, Gus Johnson, people forget Gus Johnson hit a woman. And I, I was reading that, I was like, what? But apparently it was a different Gus Johnson, and somebody had stitched over it and was like, it's not our Gus Johnson boys. We're good. Because oh, I was, thank, I was like, please, yeah, please don't be our Gus Johnson. Thank goodness. <laughs> YouTuber uh, Gus Johnson. Bingo, there it is. At Gus Buckets. He abused yeah. a woman. That's not cool. That would be a that'd be top five biggest heartbreak of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this that, man. This random guy named Gus Johnson has 3.14 million followers on YouTube or subscribers. Probably not anymore. 
Apparently he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm giving Penn State a 25% chance to win this game. 25. I think that's okay, pretty I'm generous. Sure. I'm going to say 15. Okay, that's fair. I'll Let's say talk. 40. I'll say 40. 40? Sure, why not? 40 seems high, Cal. Yeah, it is high. It probably is, but I'm, 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 60% is also high. Spin the wheel. Let's do it. Spin the wheel. <laughs> All right, Notre Dame-Syracuse, another 11 a.m. game. This is the most pick game I've ever seen. I mean, th- like, either way, the, the betting line should just be a pick at this point. Um, but this is the game I think we truly measure if we're going to, you know, hashtag respect Syracuse because I really want us to respect them. Give me the cues, man. You got the cues in this one? Oh, for sure. The dome. Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, yeah, give me cues. I mean, Drew, I just said Notre Dame. Yeah, I was looking at my phone. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, the Q's in the the JMA Wireless Dome. Actually, funny that JMA Wireless likes our tweet about uh, Syracuse. So, oh let's... yeah, the entire dome did. No, just the wireless company. I wish that, I got dome. That uh, that sponsors the dome. How do I get my sponsor? You think? Yeah, uh, you I'd think... love some sponsored <laughs> dome right now. <laughs> who, who wants to sponsor some dome for me? Hey, you think Jim Beheim is gonna be there? <laughs> Yeah, he'll be driving pretty quick on the way there, too. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't hit anybody. Good on the Lord, way. get him an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, do not let him drive to the game. Hmm. Uh, Give a standing ovation when he gets there. <laughs> yeah. No, no, just cheer for the Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> that, that Uber driver will be shocked when he pulls up to the JMA Wireless Dome. He says the whole crowd is chanting for him. Uber, Uber. <laughs> Finally got there in, in, all, in all their pieces together. Yeah, uh, our time's about to run out. Yeah, so. We're, we'll, we'll get back with you guys, our listeners, our beloved listeners, in just a second after this break. It's true. It's a disgrace. We've got a couple. We've got a couple points to make here before we get into more football games. Drew, you want to go ahead and announce what you just said? Uh, I saw something that said that Bush Light uh, Apple is going to be discontinued by Bush, and it's just an absolute disgrace. And they're just throwing over their fans. It's a, it's a bestseller. Are we sure that that's true? I'm pretty sure it's true. I'm going to look at it. So. I'd, love, I'd love to be wrong about this. Bush Light Apple? Discontinued. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. Bush Beer tweeted to Brent331 on October 19th. Bush Light Apple is a thing of the past. It's outrageous. That's outrageous. Oh, my gosh. Well, we need to find it so we can get all of it before they're done. I just saw I think- it can be ordered online. So I don't think it's, I mean, it's discontinued, but there's still Bush Light Apple out there. Yeah, there better be. I'm sure there is. Also, I found on there, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get my, my freaking, my phone's dying. Uh, on random college athletes, it's a Twitter account, Instagram account that does exactly what their name says. They just post random college athletes. There's a guy who's a swimmer for uh, Grand Valley State University. He's a diver, actually. His name is Wrigley Fields. Hey, also, to all of our listeners out there, our fellow uh, podcast member, Calvin Johnson's a random college athlete. Oh, yeah, I am on there. They have the worst picture of me ever. It's all right, though. A, don't go look for that picture. Is what he's trying to tell you. It'll take you a long time to find it. Also, if you search Calvin Johnson, it's gonna be tough to find our Calvin Johnson. Hey, can we uh can we get Harold on there? I, I think we've tried. We've all tried. 
That's a strange name, Harold Borg. It's not as strange as Wrigley Fields, though. Yeah. Oh, you know, you can search it on on uh, their search if you search their Twitter up. Okay. Twenty five likes. Come on. There you go. Come on now. All right, let's talk about the Sooners real quick, though. Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooners. They got the uh, Cyclones this week on the road. Never Uh-oh. a fun place to play, but it's 11 a.m., which makes it a little bit lighter. Um, Oklahoma at Iowa State. Uh, I don't know, man. These are two teams that seem completely different than they did a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know who to, to choose. Aren't both these teams coming off a bye week? Yep. So no. what are we? Yes. Yeah, I think they are. Um, do you do you feel like uh, Iowa State or Oklahoma, either team, has turned a corner um, yet this season, or, or are we still kind of waiting to see? I think OU turned a small corner against Kansas just getting a win and some something's right going in the right direction after a win but uh I you know who I'm picking I'm picking the Sooners I um, I'm not going to lie I really like Iowa State this game I didn't well, I, would, I wouldn't I would not I would not be surprised in the slightest if we lose I'll say that and if uh was that was that Henderson that dropped that ball at the end of the game Hutchinson Hutchinson yeah Hutchinson uh I think if he doesn't drop that ball we're we're looking at a scared Situation. We're looking at a Vegas line that looks a lot different than OU minus one. It's OU minus one right now. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, this is shocking. Early season, you tell me that uh, OU is favored by one point against Iowa. I would be laughing. Iowa State, I'd be laughing. I think we'll cover. I think we'll cover. Well, I I got a good feeling about this week. (laughs) I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling about this week. I will say this, Iowa State and Iowa both are some one-sided teams where their defenses are actually really good. Um, offenses have been abysmal. I do think Iowa State um, is is a little bit better on offense, obviously, than Iowa. They showed it. They won 10-7. to 7. But uh, I think there's something here. Iowa State maybe turned a corner in that game against Texas because that was a game we didn't expect them to even be in. I think a lot of people thought Texas would probably win that game going away. And Iowa State had every opportunity to win that game. They're still a young team. Um, their quarterback is obviously young. He made a lot of young quarterback mistakes against Texas that ultimately ended up with them losing the game. But what do – I'm going to go ahead and say, do you guys feel like maybe Matt Campbell's falling off a little bit or is this just a young Iowa State team? I think he's right where he – I think he's been the same coach the entire time he's been there. It's just he makes the, he makes the team competitive. He doesn't make them like – contender i guess they won't they went to the big 12 championship but i i don't really ever see them being like going undefeated in the season so i think no no well they'd have to win 10 games in the season before they go undefeated they've never done they'd have to win nine i think he's exactly who we think he is mid i think he's he's pretty i think i think he's a good coach man but i just think that it's a really tough place to have consistent success this is a good team. Like this team has two guys that are going to be drafted pretty damn high. And that's Will McDonald and Xavier Hutchinson. I, I, I like Iowa State in this game. I like them at home, 11 a.m. And, and they are also the underdog. Give me the clones in that one. But OU is obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if they win. It'll it'll be interesting. I'm curious. You could buy uh, tickets for $25 if you wanted to go. No, I'm not driving up to Ames. I've never been to Ames. I don't I think, think I want to go. I think this game will be really low scoring. I mean, I know a lot of Iowa State's games have been low scoring. I think this will be another one where it's it's very low scoring, not a whole lot of offense, and just one possession at the end of the game besides it. There's a there's a Iowa State season. 
there's a couple of places in the Big 12 where I just have like, like I don't want to. I, I don't think, ever find myself wanting to go to that place. One of them's Ames, Iowa. The other one's Manhattan, Kansas. I want to go there this week. I'll I want to go to Manhattan. Manhattan's a beautiful, beautiful town. The Little mm. Apple. Mm. Manhattan in the Apple. fall. Drew Drew just, hates Kansas for some odd reason. I think I think Manhattan would be really cool on a game day. I, yeah. I agree. I completely agree. The shit apple. Well, let's talk about complete opposite part, portion let's of the United continue. States ever quick. Florida, Georgia this weekend in the uh, largest outdoor cocktail party, which is an awesome name for a game. This game to me is a little bit like OU and Texas, not in the fact that it's as big of a rivalry, but it kind of determines either of these teams' season. Um, it happens on a little bit later on in the season, but you can kind of see the momentum adjust for each team after it. I love this game, man. I'm pumped for this game because I believe at their absolute ceiling, Florida has a chance to win this game. Uh, I think uh, Georgia's going to win by 30. Yeah, I do not think that in the slightest. By 30? It's yes. a boob job game. No, no. Florida has the talent at, at their best, at their very best, they can win this football game. A thousand percent. Yeah. But when do you see them play at the very best? Once a year. They use that on at Utah. They're done. I don't think I, I don't think they used it against Utah, man. I think this I think this Florida team has a lot of talent. Um, I also think that their loss to LSU is not a bad loss. LSU's gotten much better. I'm telling you right now, I'm not picking Florida to win the game. I'm picking Florida to comfortably cover though. Comfortably. I think uh I think Anthony Richardson's a momentum guy. Like if he gets the momentum going, you can see Florida offense do some pretty good things, but um, I think Georgia's defense is too good to get, let him have momentum. That's fair. He he's like he's like whenever you know you ever see uh, like a, a really bad disease get into somebody, and if you don't yes. ever touch the disease, it will never kill you. But if you touch that disease, like if Anthony Richardson touched like gets hot, like that fire will spread real quick because he if he gets hot, he's he's gonna be really really good. You know you know what it, he's uh he's not COVID because that that spreads too quickly. He's, he's Ebola. He's, yeah, he's Ebola. Because if uh, if you get it, you're dead. Exactly. If That's he gets you, he's dead. You're dead. That's what I'm saying. Now, now, if 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 you live in the United States, if you live in South America, if you live anywhere but where Ebola was, you're completely fine. So if you yeah. do the right things on defense, you'll be fine. But if you live where Ebola is and you get touched by that Ebola, Anthony Richardson will be that Ebola for you. He will. He'll kill you. Exactly. And I think there's a chance for for Florida in that way. I also think that we're just talking about we're talking about Tennessee and Kentucky being a trap game. This is a trap game for Georgia before they play Tennessee. Oh yeah, for sure. This this that I think that would be why this game sneaks up on Georgia is because it becomes a trap game as they're looking forward to next week. But it's like it's like a big enough rivalry where you can you can you even call rivalry a trap game? Well, Tennessee and Kentucky is somewhat of a rivalry as well. Those are two states that touch each other. Neither team has been great, but that's also a rivalry in the SEC. I think. I think if you're looking ahead towards possibly the number two or three team in the country, it's, I think any game before that's a trap game. Yeah, no, I agree. The part, the portion out of it is that it's not a trap, por- like trap game is that it's a neutral site. You're going to have both fan bases be there. So that part of it, you know, makes it not as much a trap game. I, I still think though, if Florida plays at their very best, they're going to be right in this thing. Also, you know- is Georgia the quietest, like number one, number two, number three team in the country? Because we haven't talked about them at all. Yeah, well, just, it's expected. Yeah, they're just like exactly what we think they are. So I mean, they've really kind of hard. Outside of Missouri, they've taken care of everyone. So it's, it's kind of hard to talk about a team that just dominates everybody who they play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get that. But what's it? What's the odds that they have a one-off here, like they did against Missouri? Because Florida's better than Missouri. I'll just tell you that much. Yeah. 
but I can also very well see a Missouri beating a Florida. I'm pretty sure Florida beat Missouri already. Sure, yeah, but so did Georgia. Yeah, no, true, true, true. They 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 beat him by a score. They beat him by seven. It's more than Georgia beat him by. I'm telling you right now. Georgia beat him by five, four. You can you can take any Power Five team in the country, and you catch Florida on the wrong day. You're gonna. I mean, Florida's uh, playing bad in that day. They're gonna beat them. That's that's just that's just the way it is. I don't know. I don't know. They're like A and M. Yeah, which is so annoying. Yeah. I guess I, I, it's just that game to me is going to be a lot closer than people expect it to be, but I could be completely wrong. So you can't, if, if Georgia gets up by 14, that game's over. If they contain it, it's Anthony not though. It's not. Yeah. If they contain Anthony Richardson in the run game, it's over without a doubt. I'm just telling you, he's a lot harder to contain than you guys think. That's fine. Um, but Georgia's defense, I think might be a little bit better than you're giving credit for. True. True. I, I, I guess that's true. I mean, yeah, Georgia's very good. It's just that the last time I watched Georgia, the entire game was against Missouri, and I think that's a team that Florida could easily beat. The most points they've given up this year is 22. Yeah, I guess that's true. To Missouri. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Kent State, for what it's worth. See, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Jake, this is my boob job game. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at Georgia's schedule. Like, since Oregon, they, they haven't played anybody, man. And they've lost yeah, a they, couple of them, too. Wait, what do you say? What you say, you say Georgia, Florida, Georgia? No, I think about Florida. I was like, yeah. Hey, I'm playing anybody. They also. I'm playing Oregon on my my uh, road to glory right now. Under, unranked Tennessee is is on the road in Eugene. Oh, that's is it. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, we're down ten to fourteen. We were up ten nothing, and you know, just pissed it away. But that's all right. Here we are. We still got time. How, how right. many cal- How many calories do you think? Uh, Josh Heupel's gonna eat before that Georgia game. He's gonna be fatter than ever. Well, we need to get him some some absolute uh, a massive bowl of pasta. Ten thousand ten thousand calories a day leading up to that week in that week leading up to the game. Yeah, that's what that's what we need to see. Put him on the thon maker diet. <laughs> <laughs> the thon maker diet. Where's thon maker? Do you think? Remember when he threw that flying knee? Yeah. I bet she's in uh overseas somewhere playing basketball. Be my guess. So? Chinese, yeah. it's Chinese best. He's a Fujian Sturgeons. Oh, I bet she's a star. Yeah. He's in, yeah. He uh he doesn't he aren't his brothers like really good? Makur Makur. He yeah. plays at HBCU, I think. He plays at Howard. Oh yeah. Howard. Howard. Howard Dill. Howard Dill. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, let's talk about Oklahoma State and Kansas State real quick. Uh, One of the only ranked matchups of the week. Again, the Big 12, man, it's a freaking gauntlet for Oklahoma State last three weeks. This is a tough one. There's two teams that are absolutely banged up. I don't know what to expect from Kansas State's quarterback position. I don't want to get too homery, but I really feel strongly we're going to kick their ass. If it becomes a scoring battle, I think Oklahoma State will win by a solid amount of points. I don't know. it just whenever I've watched whenever I've watched us play Chris, Chris Kleiman, none of those games have been particularly competitive. I know he's a good coach. I do. Uh, I, I respect the heck out of him. I think he's, that's a good program. I can't say it's a, a solid program. It's the best year they've had in a little bit. I, I just think that to, to win the Big 12, to be back in Arlington, we got to win this game. And I, I, I kind of believe in us to do it. I think if K-State's going to win the game, it's going to be a, a low-scoring game. Probably, Yeah. 
We don't know what we're getting from Kansas State at quarterback because it seems like Adrian Martinez might be okay to play, but Will Howard looked good when he was in against TCU for a little bit, and then he was out. So we don't really know what we're getting. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that OSU is going to win that game. Another 230 kick. That's so annoying. We've played every game at 230. I think that I'd rather I'd rather play an 11 a.m. game than a 230 game. No, I like 230. It's just I would rather have a night game at some point. It's true. It's just especially get at, for, at, at night. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. An 11 a.m. kickoff when you're on the road is one of the best things ever, though. Just wake up and watch your team play. Yeah, whenever you're not at the game. Yeah. That's true. It is kind of nice. I do remember whenever you – when you have a big game at 11 a.m., it's a little bit like, oh, gosh, just, here we go. Yeah. But whenever it's a whenever it's a Beth Moens game, I do like the 11 a.m. Not a big fan of the Beth Moens. Oh, I'll tell you what. There's nothing like a Rutgers-Northwestern game and Beth Moens on the call. Um, who's the, who's the other lady announcer? Doris Burke. I like Doris Burke better than like Beth Mullins. Oh, Doris Burke is a treasure. What do you know? What do you know about the the Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman? Oh, I know quite a bit about her. I went to her basketball camp when I was a little kid. Yeah, every time the Thunder would play, they would. She was the like the pregame announcer for the Thunder. I know. Every time they would announce her, the Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman. (laughs) (laughs) What is she a Hall of Famer in? Basketball. Really? I'm telling you, the basketball hall thing is a joke. Everyone's in the basketball hall. Yeah. What did she? Uh, what did she? Oh yeah, she did play basketball. Hmm, the Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, she's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> All right, congrats. Should we have her on the pod? We have to announce her as the Hall of Famer, Nancy Lieberman. If we do, <laughs> uh, we should transfer transition into a WNBA podcast. I've convinced her last name is Nancy Lieberman. Her first and her first couple names are Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about Paul Bunyan, though. The Paul Bunyan trophies on the line at 630 in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Michigan State. It's been a crazy game. You know, you got the first thing that comes to mind. What's the first thing that comes to mind, you guys, when you talk about Michigan, Michigan State? Um, mid-teams, usually. <laughs> what I was going to say was, he has trouble to snap. Oh, yeah. That was Jalen Watts Jackson, the last play of football he ever he ever did. Jalen Watts Jackson had he 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 might as well have been the, the most one hit wonder player of all time. Oh yeah. It was awesome though. Jackson, hey, it, was, it, it was complete luck too. He did nothing on that place except for pick up a football and run. I know that punter had to do was just get the ball away. Just get the ball <laughs> the, off. The punter man. literally could have fumbled it to the other team and made the tackle and the game was over. <laughs> he could have took a knee. <laughs> he could have legitimately this is gonna sound a little I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> he could have, yeah, I'm not gonna say it, but he could uh he could have taken the snap and sat on the football and they would have won the game. But he did everything possible to lose the game. How, what was the score of that game? Were they up by a touchdown or six? They were up by four, but I could be wrong. Well, then saying, run backwards to take a, a safety. I'm watching it right now. They're up two, so they couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, they're there, and he's getting the ball off at the 40. The ball is fumbled at the 40 yard line. Jalen wants Jackson from the 40 into the end zone. Has somehow that is holding, geez, but who cares? There was 10 seconds left before 10 the play seconds started. left on the 40 yard line. Surrender Co- Cobra's happening at Michigan. All I'm saying is, imagine 
one of our favorite teams. Oh. You know, you've got the game one. You've got the game one. And then, well, I mean, we, I mean, OSU fans kind of saw that one happening. Uh, we, we saw it happen to ourselves. But the the you just punt the ball away and the game's over. And have you guys it. ever? Uh, have you guys ever seen your team go into victory formation and say? I'm not. I'm not real sure he's gonna. He's gonna get the snap right. I think he's gonna fumble it. <laughs> that's, every, that's every game. I'm, I remember uh, specifically in 2015 against. Uh, yeah, 2015 against TCU. Baker came out of the game with a concussion, and Trevor Knight came in and started sucking ass. They came all the way back, and then he came in for the, with the victory formation. I was certain he was gonna fumble that ball. Baker. No, Trevor, Knight. Trevor Knight. I was like, there's no way he he snaps this correctly. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I, there's been games where I was like, I, I don't feel like we're gonna win this game, and then we we, we have the game won, and I'm like, I still don't feel like we're gonna win, and we're doing the victory formation, so I assume yeah. they're gonna fumble it. Yeah, somehow we're gonna fumble that. I don't know. Yeah, it always makes me a little nervous when they when they move back a couple steps and don't and don't knee immediately. They just stand there. Imagine yeah. doesn't see a guy coming, and just gets laid out. Well, uh, 2011 OSU was up three with like I think six or seven seconds left, and it was a uh, fourth down. So we just had Justin Blackman run backwards in out of the back of the end zone at Texas A&M to win. The, that was the last play of the game. And I was convinced they were going to count that safety for three points just to make it, <laughs> to make it even. Imagine if he fumbles it in the way in the end zone. Oh, that kind of shit would very happen, though. <laughs> it would. He just trips and the ball comes out of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that would still be a, a safety, though. Even if unless, he drops it. Unless unless someone recovers it. Yeah, that's a good point. Or he just decides to throw. Yeah. He drops, <laughs> he drops back. Always throwing it. And Blackman's gonna throw. Oh my god. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine can you like imagine on the like, uh, like on old cultural games when you could fake spike pass it. Oh, that's a Dan Marino classic. Yeah. I love the fake spike pass. Josh Rosen executed it perfectly. Oh, yeah, against AM. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, but let's talk Michigan, Michigan State. What do you guys expect this game? I don't think it's a rivalry game. Obviously, there's a lot to make of what Michigan State, Michigan, they, they, it seems like there's always a lot of talk before this game. These team teams, they, they seem to chirp at each other more than Michigan and Ohio State. That's just my take. But Well, there's going to um, be some, there's gonna be some pushing and shoving before the game. There will yeah. absolutely be pushing and shoving. I usually think that uh, rivalry game is going to be close, but this one's going to be an absolute blowout. Yeah, Michigan State will. <laughs> So the yeah, line is with a Michigan State win. Okay, Tuck is back. Yeah, Tuck is back. Screw it. I'm pretty sure Michigan State could have everyone that they have in the NFL right now on their team this weekend. I think they'd still lose. Well, who do they have? They got Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm looking right now. Oh, okay, Actually. never mind. I didn't think about quarterback position. Yeah, Kirk Cousins would be uh, certainly would help. Who is the uh, Who is the other quarterback that uh, they used to have? Is it Connor? Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Remember you remember Connor Shaw? Oh, how could I forget him? He led them to the playoffs. Hey, do you know? Do you remember that uh that Hail Mary they caught to beat was it Wisconsin? Yeah, Keith Nichols. Yeah, you know he used to be an OU quarterback. Yeah, I watched watched that game uh live. Yeah, I was at rib crib when it happened. <laughs> what a place to be! <laughs> I was pumped. I was streaming. Rib crib, not a sponsor, but could be one. That legitimately might be the last time I've ever been to rib crib too. I love rib crib. I don't go very often, but I do like it. If you go to rib crib, you got to get yourself a turkey gouda melt. Let me just tell you, that's the best sandwich I've ever seen. You know uh, who has a? It's you incredible, Calvin. It's absolutely incredible. You know who has a damn good sandwich? Who? Hideaway. Oh, that's oh. true. Oh, 
I'd always got a really good sandwich. Meatball sub? No, I get the the turkey melt. Yeah, the turkey melt's always good there. Really? I I prefer I prefer it over their pizza sometimes. It's a a lunch special. My God, maybe I have to trying to go to Hideaway for lunch tomorrow, Calvin. I might be in honestly. That sounds good. Oh, it's turkey melt. I'm telling you what, though, if you guys ever go back to Rib Crib, turkey gouda melt is absolutely exceptional. Turkey gouda melt. I'm in the direction of rib crib, you, can, you can better believe I'm going to be at Egbert's. We've talked about this Michigan, Michigan State game. <laughs> like, like two, maybe three words. We tried. Uh, I think we scrap it. I'm, who covers, though? The line is 23. Uh, Michigan. Michigan covers. I'll say Michigan State just rivalry game. They'll, they might beat it by 21. It's still a blowout. They'll cover. Yeah, I'm going Michigan State covers, but I think they'll probably be 20 points. 20 points. I'll give them 20. I don't really have any other games to talk about others other than Tennessee and Kentucky. That's the last one I, I want to discuss. There's some other games that are all right, but I don't feel like they're really notable. Um, Kentucky, trap Tennessee, game. absolute trap game. Trap game. Is Will um, Epps back? Yes, he should be. He was back uh, last week as well. So, uh, TCU, West Virginia, and Tennessee, Kentucky, which game is more of a trap game? Tennessee, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind think, of agree. I, I can I, I legitimately think that game's gonna come down to the last possession. The line is 12 and a half towards the Vols. I think uh the Vols are gonna be up by three with about a minute left in the clock, and Will Levis is gonna have a chance to go win it, and he's gonna screw it up. That's my guess. Do you see that Will Will Levis compares himself to Josh Allen? Oh, that's a disgrace. <laughs> what a joke. Why don't we act like Will Levis is like Christ, Christ's son. Josh Allen. Be, I think he's going to be pretty high. Josh Allen's only comparison is Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm not sure if that one's true. Best player in the NFL. Okay, that could be true, but, you know, Christ's son is a little, a little higher bar than Josh Allen, I feel like. Quarterback. How about, former, uh, former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback, Josh how about, Allen. How about Mary Magdalene? Okay. Sure. All right. Josh Allen and Mary Magdalene. There you go. Uh, so, so uh, Vols at mi- minus 12 and a half. I- I'd also think I'd take Kentucky on this one. This one? Kentucky to win? No, just the line. Did you guys see uh, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee's uniforms, though? Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, they're great. They might be the uniform of the year. I love them. That orange looks so good on them. They have the best orange in the country. Don't at me. Hey, um, I'm a little worried about AM. You know, I just saw a tweet from about 10 hours ago. Oh, they're, punters, they're punters in the portal. Oh. What's Haynes King going to do? Get a first down now? He's a grad transfer with two years of eligibility left. Hey, that's a that's 26. Jimbo Fisher's got to figure something out because he can't rely on he can't rely on three and outs anymore. You gotta figure out a way to score the ball. A grad transfer with two years of eligibility. My lord. That'd be the biggest name in the portal. Definitely the 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 uh, best kicker. Well, is uh is their kicker is it Seth Small? Is he also the punter? No, uh, Seth Small graduated. Their kicker now is Constantine now. This guy's oh, name is shit. Shit Alan Guerreri. Alan Guerreri. He still got Texas A&M in his bio, though. Could mean anything. Maybe he just don't know the transfer portal will be an engineer at A&M. 
He actually kind of sucks as a punter. I'll be quite honest with you. Seeing his tape. You watching him punt right now, Calvin? Yeah. He's got his he see, too. Yeah, he sees uh he sees Michael Turks on his way to the NFL, so he said, I'm gonna go be the OU punter. That's what he's right, saying right now. All right, are we doing our picks? Are we doing our picks? Let's do our picks. Come on. Let's do our picks. Come on. Mr. White. Mr. White. Mr. White. The first pick we're picking is the butt bowl. Baylor and Texas Tech. God. In the most even game of all time. Blue Tech. Okay. Blue Tech. Why? Blake Morin or Baron Morin, not Blake. <laughs> Blake Morton. That sounds like the most quintessential country singer of all time, Blake Morton. It's in uh, Waco, isn't it? No, it's uh, in Lubbock. Well, give me the Bears. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> just went opposite of what? what uh, okay. I wanted. I wanted to pick. I wanted to pick Baylor, and then I found out it was on the road, and I still believed in him. So you got Tech, Drew. Yeah, Tech. Tech in a shootout. I've got absolutely no clue how to pick this game. Flip a coin. All right. I don't even have a coin. Oh. I'm going to ask Siri. Hold yeah. on. I got a coin right here. No, I'm asking, I'm asking Siri real quick. Answer tails. Let me ask Siri. It's going to say tails. Let me ask Siri. How do I ask Siri? By the way, it's heads. How do I talk to Siri, guys? This whole, whole, oh, yeah, it's a new phone. He's got a new phone. He got, oh, got a new phone? Yeah, he got hold a new the phone. Power button. You just hold the power button down. Is that <laughs> not going to turn it off? No. Uh, all right, heads heads is Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, all right, flip a coin, Siri. Oh, she wants me to type. I, I have, I've tails. got a coin right here, Jake. I told you it's tails. I tails. It was tails. All right, oh. Baylor. Um, all right, the other games we're going to pick. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State. We just have to pick that game because those are those are logos that we got to have on the graphic. People be like, why didn't you pick that game? Yeah, people people get all pissy about that for some reason. It's like, well, you know, you know why we didn't pick the game because we we're all going to pick the same thing. Like, like the guy, like the uh, TCU guy who oh. pissed at TCU. Tell me now. Tell me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and address that. If that guy's listening, you know what? I don't even care. I'm I'm not mad at you, but how how stupid do you got to be? It says <laughs> it says tears, and he goes, "Why is TCU in second? It's I said it's tears. It's tears, man. I don't know what to tell you. Why is it, why is OSU on the left though? Why why are they on the left? Yeah, literally that's all it was. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's tears, and then and then they come out with the power rankings today, and TCU is number one. I bet he was absolutely shocked. <laughs> oh no way! You're, you're just going against your 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 gut now. Is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, you're picking against my boys now. Oh, now we're good. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, here's a game we haven't talked about at all, and we probably don't exactly need to. We talked about Illinois a little bit, but Illinois and Nebraska. Turned into a little weird little game. I kind of like it. I think I'm going to watch that one. Um, I wish I cared about Tylen Bell more than I do, but I'm going with the Illini. Give me the fighting Illini. It's it's at Nebraska. Don't care. I'm Doesn't going Skurs. I'm going Skurs. Give me right. Listen, they, they could have 450,000 people streaming at the streaming at them, and they're still allowing a 40 yard touchdown. No, that, that's that's their mantra. Yeah. All right. Tennessee. Oh, yeah, oh. it's still rocking, though. They're down yeah. 40, but, yeah, they're still there. <laughs> That's what matters. I remember watching them play OU this year, and it was just – they do a pan through the stands, and all of them were just absolutely on the edge of their seat, down 49-7. to seven. And they were there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all there. right. Tennessee and Kentucky. Give me the balls and a close balls? one. Balls and a close one. You're going balls. 
I got Tennessee as well. Oh, okay, we're about to make this graphic look really bad if we, if they lose because I'm picking the balls as well. Sorry, Prizzy Cold Takes might retweet us. There's not a lot of even games this week that are big games, so it's tough to pick uh, against the favorites here. But we've got Oklahoma State and Kansas State this week uh, as our fifth fifth game to pick. Pick against them, Jake. Oh, I'm going with OSU. Okay, Drew's picking OSU. I got to catch back up. I'd love to pick K-State, but I got to catch back up. I'm also picking OSU. All right, I'll pick K-State. Then. No, Jake, last week pick K-State, we lost, man. I picked TCU. I also picked us against Baylor, and we won, so. Did you pick TCU that week? No, no. I picked I picked OSU. All right, I'll pick K-State then. Okay, Calvin, Calvin's picking Kansas State. I'll, I'll sacrifice. All right, so those are games where we're picked. Now we're going to go through a little com, uh, combined parlay. Little, actually, I've been just calling them blocks of the week. Um, what's your lock? You already, of the you already week? know mine. Arizona State minus 13 and a half. <laughs> That's a lot of points, Drew. We're playing Colorado. I mean, I don't know, but Arizona State's not really that great. Uh, they're better than that shithole of a team. That's probably true. Okay. Calvin, you got one? Yeah, I do. I'm trying to find it again because I had it and I said, oh, this would be a good one. And then I completely lost it, which, you know, is just part of the course here. So let me let me see what I can find here. Oh, Ole Miss minus two. Well, I don't know. That, that one feels like a trap. Who are they playing? Texas and um Oh yeah. Give me the give me the rebels. That's a trap right there, guys. They want you to bet that one. Oh, it's not a trap. It's because AM's garbage. I'm going South Carolina minus four against Missouri. I think it's the lock of the year. Missouri is absolute shit garbage. So, I mean, how, how do you come off of a game where you you beat uh, you beat uh, Vanderbilt at home by three, and you're expected to beat a top twenty five team on the road? Like, come on, that's not happening. Oh, yeah. I almost my my almost lock of the week was UCLA minus sixteen and a half. They're playing Stanford at home. Stanford is really really bad. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be a solid amount of five thousand people in that in those stands. Oh, you better believe it. Sold out crowd. Oh yeah. You can you could combine the UCLA and Stanford home stadiums and they wouldn't fill anything. Just just for the USC uh players' sake, they needed to get, at least just get some crowd noise, pump it in the, the speakers on defense. Or just play music during the entire game. Yeah. Just make it a rave. Yeah. Let me tell you right now, Stanford's running back looks like a guy I would hate. Uh, is that Emmett Emmett Jones or Emmett Smith's son? Uh, Casey Philkins. Um, the, the, the white one. He's their leading rusher. Look out! I mean, I just threw my phone at my camp, my computer. Well, now I'm on Twitter somehow. Look at this. Uh, I can't, it's it's just a white glow. I can't see anything. Well, He's got a good head like, of hair though. Well, you'd hate him. Uh, Emmett Smith's son actually plays for Stanford. I think he got injured. So. Yeah. I, this is going out to Kyle Stone. I remember when uh when Barry Sanders Jr. transferred from Stanford to uh to OSU, he said that's Heisman right there. He's winning the Heisman. And then the first play, the first play he ever uh, touched the ball, he scored. Yeah, yeah. His first game or first play as a player at OSU, he scored. And I don't think he really did anything the rest of the year. Drew, I just sent you a picture of Casey Philkin's face. Seems like a guy you should look at and hate. Yeah, well, he looks like Sam Ellinger almost. <laughs> oh, speaking of Sam Ellinger. Starting QB. Starting QB, QB1. You know, in fantasy this week, Patrick Mahomes is on a bye. So, I was really thinking about picking up Sam Ellinger, but uh, just for the fun of it. But then I saw Danny Dimes, and I had to have Danny Dimes. I just That's picked fair. up Danny Dimes, too. Uh, 
Is it is it crazy to say that we live in a world where Sam Ellinger is a starting quarterback and Baker Mayfield is not now? Yeah. They're both, they're both not very good in the NFL. No. Well, yeah, we haven't seen Ellinger in the NFL yet, so we can't say that. Well, I, I got a feeling. I've got a hunch. <laughs> yeah. It's basically running the Wildcat. Mm, I think it is running the Wildcat. You think they'll show that video? What? You think they'll show the video of him wanting to always be oh. Do you think do you think they're gonna show this the picture of him as a kid throwing up the horns? <laughs> yeah, he is born to be the Texas quarterback. Oh, that's that, that's minus five thousand. That was the, he, that was his God given right to be the, the starting quarterback at Texas hey, University. Do, do you think they'll show a picture of him as a kid? Uh, you know, as, as a horse, as a colt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's just out there neighing. I was born to be a colt, mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is God given right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's the most bullshit like story ever. It, it, you know what? He was a he was a Texas fan as a kid, so he should be the quarterback. With that, with that, then I should be the starting point guard for the Oklahoma Sooners right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's just ridiculous. But anyways, Jake would be the starting PG at OSU. You'd be the starting point guard at OU, and I'd be the center fielder for the for the Pokes, man. This is how we're looking. <laughs> Hey, me and, that pod. If me and Drew are, are dueling for Bedlam, I guarantee you I'm locking them up. Absolutely oh, guarantee. Gosh, that would be so fun. Nah, I'm pulling up from 40, and I'm gritting, gritting down the court after I make it. <laughs> yeah, all, all 30 fans at Lloyd Noble are going absolutely bonkers for Drew Garrett. And then I'm giving the thumbs down to the gallery out of the crowd. I'm just, <laughs> just doing him that. Off. <laughs> yeah. Flipping them off. But, but still dapping up Bernard Kuma as we must. Oh, awesome. Bernard! What up, bud? See, I I I was in the I was at the one of the bars last year after our, our excruciating bedlam loss, <laughs> and I saw Bernard, and it just brightened my day. I yelled, Bernard. He said, "What's up, man?" Nicest <laughs> guy you'll ever meet. I took a picture with him last weekend. He's a good guy. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. All right, hey, let's start pod. We got a a little bit of time left here, but we're just gonna go ahead and tell you. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Three Man Rush FB. Let your friends know. Let your let your parents know. Let everybody know. Everybody know about this pod. That's all we got. You guys got anything? Goodbye. Uh, see you. See you. <laughs>